All right, y'all. Welcome back here to another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Of course, uh, your usual suspects is me, myself, Sanders, uh, my boy Dupree. On the block again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Back at it. Man, how you how you feeling, brother? I'm all right, man. I'm here. I'm here, hey. man. Working, <laughs> grinding. No counting. We're in the middle of camp right now, so you know how that goes. We working every day, working every day. Got the season, season less than, than three weeks away. So it's exciting, Ooh. but we grind down there. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Man. Yeah, bro. Hey, same here. Can't complain. Working, community, you know. That's just how it is, you know. Hey, we, we, we Everybody feeling good, you know what I'm saying? We here in August now. Uh training camp well on the way. Preseason kicked off. We pretty much about done the first week. Everybody's uh just about played their first game. Uh man, real quickly, real quickly, I you know, how many have you had a chance to watch any of the games? I watched the uh, Hall of Fame game. Okay. Uh, the the Raiders and Raiders and Jacksonville. Jaguars. I watched, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched a little bit of that one. I saw that man. I really haven't been able to catch anything else. Um, I saw some clips of uh, the Falcons um, playing the Lions, but outside of that, no, I haven't been able to watch anything. Nah, same, same here, bro. I've uh, I watched uh, I watched a little bit of the Cowboys and Broncos. Um, I caught, I caught the first half. Of um, Falcons Lions, uh, and probably some of um, the Packers and Forty Niners. Other than that, I ain't watched too much of it either. Cause you know, I, I yeah, it's I think it's good to like, of course, you know, see what's going on in the preseason. But I don't think it's nothing to too. I'm not trying to discredit it, cause obviously the the roster is being made throughout the preseason. It's gonna be somebody who who is out there who's playing majority of those snaps going to find a way to make a team and make a roster and, and later on down the road could definitely help impact uh, a team that that may need some help in that particular area. But um, try not to really like get too, uh, too overzealous about it or not really be nonchalant about it. I'm kind of even killed. It's like, it's good to watch it just to see like, you know, seeing the young guys like making plays here and there, but then you know, I'm not like gonna freak out like about uh, you know, certain plays that certain draft picks do or anything like that, you know, like you know, the whole like Malik Willis thing. It was like it was cool. Like obviously, you know, I had a I had a I had a uh I had a, a former coworker of mine who uh, is a Tigers fan and she asked me, she said, What you think about Malik Willis? And I was like, I mean, he was solid. I mean, he looked like he did what he know what he can do, you know, athletic, he can run, make certain throws, you know what I'm saying? Like he did what he was doing like when he was at Liberty. I mean, you know, yeah, it was second, third string, it was one starters and everything like that, but I mean, he was solid, you know. I mean, I'm not gonna criticize like what throws he made or how he made or how his footwork was, you know, that's not that's not my, that's not for me to do at this moment, but I thought he was just solid, you know. Nothing to like brag on, but obviously, you know, he looked he looked apart and he played pretty well. So that's you nah. know, that's that I just, you know, I don't take too much into it. 
will say, I will say I didn't watch the Falcons, but I got the update that Drake London uh, uh, went out with a knee injury. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. There's no way. There's no way already, already that stuff <laughs> is going wrong down there in Atlanta. Um, but it seemed like it was, it was nothing too serious. But, yeah, I don't you – know, Preseason is preseason. Um, yeah. It's cool. It's good. It's a, it's yeah. a good way to be able, for us to be able to see some of the guys that we, some of these young guys that got drafted, some of the guys we might have, you know, might not know um, for new players to come onto the scene and, and make a name for themselves um, to be able to make that, make that 53 man roster. So, um, but we, you know, game one of the preseason, I'm, I'm not going to, Jumping up and down, doing backflips off of a play or two, exactly. or whatever. Exactly. So I'm with you on that. Yeah, bro. I, I I was watching that part of it. It it I ain't gonna lie. It kind of pissed me off with Drake London just because I was like, I I seen it live and I was just like, bro, it don't even look like nothing really happened. But I'm like, damn, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like. You just, you just never know. You're like, oh, my God, a knee injury. And it was after he made a catch, and I'm like, ah, come on, bro. Really? But, yeah, seeing like that series, I think he's good. I mean, you know, I I ain't, I ain't. mean, I'm not trying to see too much from him right now anyway. Like, we know he's going to be out there starting. So, that's, you know what I'm saying, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but, man, you know, other than that, we we moving right along here, and uh, obviously the last few episodes we just been doing pretty much like uh, previews for college football and the NFL as far as conference, uh, Power Five conferences or just conferences in general for college football, and then um, same thing for the NFL. Uh, yeah, all the divisions we have done the AFC East and the AFC South. Uh, on this episode, we hitting the the, the AFC North. And then um, in college, we're going with the Big Ten. Uh, so, man, got the Big Ten Conference. Obviously, they are always um, a, a play-in for the college football playoff. I believe, uh, I think they've, they're right there along with the SEC, I think they've had a representative in the college football playoff, I think, every year so far, maybe except for maybe one or two years, I think. Other than that, I think they've had someone in the in the college football playoff every year, I think, from the Big Ten, maybe. Uh, that might, like I said, it might have been a year or two maybe that they didn't, but like, I can't think of too many times that they weren't uh, a representative uh, in the college football playoff. So we know how um, how solid uh, the Big Ten is. I mean, honestly, in my opinion, I think it's the, I think it's the second-best conference overall in football, too. Uh, you know, right right behind the SEC. I think the Big Ten is uh, the next best conference for sure. Uh, so going into the season here, the 2022 season for the Big Ten Conference in football, what, what's your what's your complete outlook on them? Like, what's your overall uh, take on the Big Ten? Overall, man, the, the Big Ten, especially for the past couple of years, like you said, it's – They've had a, a team in the, in the playoff um, every year, uh, but 
Ohio State has been running a conference, um, especially for the past past what maybe eight years. Um, you've had some teams sprinkled in here or there. Um, obviously, Michigan won it last year. Penn State won it. Um, Wisconsin has won it. But Ohio State has been the team that's from the from that 2014 team when they won a national championship on. They've been right there, um, always buying for a playoff spot and always really buying for a Big Ten championship. But Michigan dethroned them last year. They beat them up in Ann Arbor and then went on to win the Big, Big Ten championship. Um, the Big Ten, really from top to bottom, if you want me to be honest, is from top to bottom is the second best conference in college football behind the SEC, in my opinion. Um, yep. With Ohio State, with Michigan, with Penn State, with Wisconsin, with Iowa. Uh, last year, you had Michigan State. Uh, Minnesota is normally in the mix, looking at about eight wins. They're this is a good conference, um, and they have some some real real good teams that compete. And when they show and they show up in bowl games, those teams a lot of times. I mean, you have Purdue. Purdue was another good team last year. Uh, for the Big Ten, um, they went on it. They beat Iowa down in Iowa. Iowa was ranked like number three in the nation or something like that. So it's a very competitive conference. Uh, they kind of beat up on each other. Well, not kind of. They do beat up on each other uh, a lot <laughs> up there. Um, in my opinion, man, I, I think it's Ohio State to lose. If you want to be completely honest, which I know. I know Michigan won it last year, and they, and they're the, the the top dog right now in the Big Ten. Um, but when I look across everything, when I look at Ohio State and them getting CJ Stroud back, Justin Smith and Jigba, he's back. Marvin Harrison Jr., he's back. Jalen Fleming, he's back. You got some guys on defense. You get a new defensive coordinator who's back as well. That offense, uh, Trey Henderson is back. Like that offense is going to be. Is going to be explosive, really probably just as explosive as it was last year with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson as their their one two punch at the receiver position. So I don't, I don't see another team out there coming in to win the Big Ten um, other than Ohio State. Yeah. I- kind of be shocked on that too um i think definitely it's i still think it's ohio state and then everyone else but i'm, I'm right there with you bro um top to bottom this this conference is like is, is loaded i mean week to week anything can happen there just as much as it does in the sec um and obviously you know with the the big team being split and uh and still splitting the divisions. Uh the Big Ten East is obviously is it's a gauntlet. I mean, there's that's Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State. Uh, uh you know, Maryland is solid. Uh Rutgers is coming along uh out there in the east and then I mean the West is is not as I don't think it's not as um, too many like heavy favorites over there as far as like winning the the, the conference, but I mean, one through four can go either way with Wisconsin, Iowa, you know, 
they they won the West last year. Minnesota, uh, Purdue, um, you know, uh, uh, very, very, very four very good teams for sure. That's there in the in the Big Ten West, and I mean, there's other teams that still trying to you know uh, prove that they're improving. Um, Illinois, uh, you know, Nebraska, they're all trying to prove that they're improving and everything like that. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, from top from top to bottom, bro, it is a solid, I mean, very, very solid uh conference, like all around. I, I mean, it's definitely gonna be fun. I mean, we it's 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 starting off with a bang. I mean, like Penn State and Purdue play each other opening opening weekend. Like they're gonna be mm-hmm. each other first game. Like they swinging, coming from the fences. It's it's, it's a serious of the like rocking and rolling. Serious, like like for real. So, uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Overall, I think, you know, top to bottom is definitely the second-best conference uh, right there behind the SEC um, week in and week out. I mean, regardless of whether you got to go to um, – whether you have to go to play Northwestern, uh, <laughs> Illinois, uh, I mean, you know, Maryland, Rutgers, it doesn't matter where you're going to go. I mean, it doesn't matter where you can go. Um Heck, even even Indiana, even though I know you know they fell off pretty bad uh, last season, but even even you know even there sometimes I mean they can catch you slipping. It's just overall top to bottom, that is a very solid conference, bro. I, I mean you can't deny it. <laughs> very solid. Um, who's your sleeper pick from from the Big Ten? Like to either they can either win the conference or just win their division. Sleeper to win the conference or win the division. I'm gonna go with Penn State, man. I'm gonna go with Penn State. Um, I'm a big Penn State guy. I'll be completely honest. Um, I do like Penn State, uh, but I think uh, we're getting Sean Clifford back, bringing in a uh, transfer receiver, uh, uh, Mitchell Tinsley from uh, from WKU. He had over 1,400 yards, 14 touchdowns last year um, down there in Bowling Green, Kentucky. I think that'll help make their offense explosive. They're always going to have Penn State is known for having linebacker play, having a good, solid, stout defense. I don't expect anything different, um, but they got to win those big games. They got to beat Ohio State. They got to beat Michigan. They got to beat Michigan State. Um, they gotta have those games to be able to do it. And then the other one, the other one would be would be Iowa. Would be Iowa in my opinion. Um in that in that West Division, for the most part, it's either been the last couple of years, it's either been Iowa or Wisconsin. Iowa or Wisconsin winning that division, going on to represent and playing for the Big Ten championship. Iowa is one of those teams that you, you really don't look at or think about competing <laughs> for a Big Ten title. Uh, I remember growing up and they like, Iowa sucked. <laughs> they like, they just weren't good. Like, they just were not good. Um, but they have turned that thing around down there. And they are, I mean, like I said, last year they were all the way up. They might have been all the way up to number two 
I know at least definitely number three. It was in the it nation. It was like two or three for sure. Yeah, they were top three. It so they, sure. they were a top five team in the nation, vying right there for a, a spot in the playoff until they took their loss to Purdue, and then uh, things went went downhill from there. But Iowa to me always has a good style of defense. Always has a good run thing. The one thing with Iowa is the passing game. Them not having that explosiveness in the passing game is what been has hurt them in the long run because you get into those games where you're playing Ohio State, you're playing Penn State, or you're playing a Michigan who have those explosive plays and those explosive playmakers. You got to be able to match that. And Iowa is a smash mouth, grew it out, defense, run the football, 13 personnel type of team. But when you're playing Ohio State, you get down by 14, you're at a disadvantage. So if they can find some explosiveness in the passing game, I think that Iowa has a good shot at winning the Big Ten as well because they play good defense year in and year out. Yeah, Iowa's for sure. Man, Coach Coach Rand's been down there for so long. I think he's the longest 10-year coach in college football, if I'm not mistaken. He's been there for like forever. <laughs> but um it's 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 funny you you mentioned Penn State and you mentioned Wisconsin. Um my sleeper, my sleeper this year, I'm going with Purdue. Um they finished nine and four last season, had a couple of uh, uh key upsets. You mentioned the the upset against Iowa, uh the big the big uh the big bowl win game against Tennessee, uh in the Music City Bowl. Um, I just think uh, they 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 are a team that nobody's kind of really talking about, and I think they can really contend this year in the Big Ten West. I mean, they bring back uh, you know, one of the one of the uh, better quarterbacks in the league, uh, Aiden O'Connell, uh, coming back. Now they lost David Bell to the NFL, but they got a couple of transfers from Iowa, uh, in Charlie Jones and Brock Thompson who's coming in from Iowa. So, obviously, they'll try to take the load off um, and help uh, O'Connell in the passing game. Um, new defensive coordinator, and obviously, know uh, George Kalarfis, who went to the, who got drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, a couple of other defenders that they're missing. But I think what also helps them out is that the fact that they don't have to play either Michigan, Michigan State, or Ohio State in their cross matchup. The three teams that they're playing in the Big Ten East is Penn State, who you mentioned earlier, who we said that they play in the beginning of the year, Penn State, Maryland, and, of course, their rival with Indiana. So the fact that they don't have to play Ohio State, Michigan, or Michigan State um, in, 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 in conference, and then, obviously, you know, they got the big games against uh, Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, you know, a couple of those they got, they have to go on the road too, but all very winnable games, all very winnable games. So that's my sleeper. I'm going. I'm going with Purdue. Uh, I think. Uh, I think Jeff Brown is uh, bringing those guys like up the way that he wants them to bring them up, and I really think they can really contend this year uh, in the Big Ten West. What's a uh, what is a um? What's a what's a bold prediction that you got coming out from the Big Ten? 
you kind of stole my thunder a little bit. I was uh, I was going to mention, I was going to mention Purdue. <laughs> um, I was actually <laughs> going to mention Purdue, uh, and you said it. That offense, when when you have an offense like that, that game in that bowl uh, that that bowl game against Tennessee was one of the better games of the whole bowl season. Um, I'm an SEC guy, so obviously I wanted Tennessee to win. But <laughs> that was a great football game. And that offense, I mean, they went tip for tat with Tennessee, who has one of the most explosive offenses in college football. So the fact that they went toe-to-toe with them back and forth um, is definitely impressive. That's a squad that definitely has the firepower to go and score with the likes of Ohio State, of Michigan, or Penn State. The the the, the thing with Purdue is they're going to have to play better defense. They're going to have to be better on the defensive side of the ball. They got to be able to get some stops. Uh, you do not want to get in the shootout with the likes of Ohio State because, in my opinion, their cats are just better than Purdue's cats and that at a certain point, Ohio State's guys are going to make the plays that maybe Purdue's guys won't. So, you got to find a way to, to steal some possessions, get some defense, get some stops, cause some turnovers, whatever it is. But Purdue, Purdue coming out of the Big Ten West and representing that in that Big Ten championship, not to win it, but at least to get to the Big Ten championship, that's, that's a bold prediction that I have. Hmm. I I got one. Uh, I don't I don't know how bold this is, but I just think uh, if this may happen here. So I think that Rutgers and Illinois will win more games than Nebraska. Hey, you know what? I don't think. Illinois, I, I actually kind of agree with you with the Illinois. I have to see with Rutgers, but Illinois. I mean, Brett Bielema had those guys playing well last year, so I don't. I don't. I actually I agree with you on that one with Illinois. I can see that happening. I'm just. I'm um after last season with with Nebraska with Scott Fr- I'm, I'm I'm done with them. All right. I know this is could be just a, a make or break year, but I mean they they've they failed to hit five hundred for these past four seasons that he's been there. Uh, they hadn't even reached a bowl game. Like I, I I don't know. I'm just not I'm not a believer in that. Granted, I know he's brought in brought in a lot of guys, a lot of good transfers that's supposedly coming in there. And, and, and maybe this is the year that they finally get over the hump and they get those six wins. But I don't know. I'm just I'm just not a believer in Scott Frost anymore. Um, it's it's weird because he did so well at UCF. Yeah. Um. And you thought you thought that it would translate, you know, to Nebraska just because of the. I mean, you know, granted, it's it's been a while, but the history of Nebraska, like that's a that's a that's a normal powerhouse school too, and you know. It's 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 college football. You know, we 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 mentioned it before, like when we talked about with the ACC. You know, college football is better when you know about those known teams who used to have prominent roles 
and being and representing themselves in conference championships, bowl games, stuff like that, national championships. College football is better when those teams are like in the spotlight. And it's it's so weird because you know, it's been a long time since Nebraska has been like in the spotlight. Maybe like literally I think their last for real like legit consistent heydays were the nineties going into the early two thousands. And it's just mm-hmm. been the same. Like, you know, every now and again, you know, they get they get a year where, you know, they make a run and uh, you know, they may be going to their respective conference championship game, but then they come back the next year, two years, and it's back down the same again. So it's just very inconsistent and it's that's just been the whole thing that's been going on with Scott Frost under under him in Nebraska. So um now I'm more I'm more confident in Illinois than I am in Rutgers. So maybe the Rutgers one is pretty bold. But even though Shiano in his second stint there, they they're coming along there too. But yeah, I mean year one the Brad Bielema, the fact that they went five and seven, got a couple of upsets and really were in like three or four one possession games, they easily that record easily could have been something else. So I, I do think Illinois, more so Illinois, but I'm gonna throw records in there too. They both have better seasons than Nebraska. Frost is out of there. I don't know. He might not even make it through the season if they don't get off on the right foot or at least on track to get to a bowl game. Like if he ain't he ain't got that right, he's gonna be out of there too. And then that, that Nebraska job is gonna be up up for grabs again. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I like Scott Frost too, man. I thought that I thought he would be able to get it turned around at least by now. To at least be able to make some noise. It's been rough. Nebraska hasn't been Nebraska hasn't been relevant since Bo Pelini. And that was yeah. 2011, 2012. Yep. Yep. So it's been it's been about ten years since Nebraska has been at least on a national stage. I mean, like you said, that's one of those blue blood, you know, powerhouse schools. So Nebraska is is another is another school, another football program where if they're good, college football is is, is rocking and rolling. So I hope they can get it. Hopefully they can at least get to a bowl game this year, so he's able to continue to do his thing and, and turn it around. But if if not, to be honest with you, I'm surprised he's he's lasted this long. If you want to be honest with you, I'm surprised that he hasn't yeah. gotten the boot. Nah, for sure. For four years, four years in, no winning seasons. See, that's usually yeah, yeah. usually going down. Is it yeah? Because at this point, these are these are your guys that you bring it in. So, you know, I, I don't know. I can kind of see maybe year one, you know, year one, maybe even maybe even two. But these last couple of years, these these you bringing these guys in is so. And I mean, I know. Granted, twenty twenty was the was the COVID year, so maybe that's why. Maybe that's why he's getting this one. But eh, I don't know. But man, when when, it, when it's all said and done, which I think we probably both uh, agree on it, though. Who is Ohio State playing? <laughs> who who is Ohio State playing uh, in the championship? We, we we know that they're gonna win it. I think we both obviously gonna go with Ohio State to win it. Who they playing against though? <laughs> I 
I think they're going to end up playing Iowa. Mm. I think it'll be Ohio State and Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. And then Ohio State will end up winning because Iowa will not be able to score with them. Won't be able to score with them. And I like Wisconsin as well. I like Wisconsin as well. But I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, does it really matter? That's really what I'm trying to like. That's, that's why <laughs> that, like, that question is really hard to me. I'm going to be honest. Like, does it really matter who they play on that other side? Like, they're not playing. Like, the East, because the Big Ten East is so loaded, it's just it's it's loaded, bro. Like when you get over when you get to the Big Ten championship, and this is not to discredit the Wisconsin's, the uh, Iowa's, the Purdue's. This is not to discount them, but when you run through that gauntlet of Michigan State, Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State for whatever those four teams are, when you run through that, the Big Ten championship is. It, those teams over there on the west, outside of outside of Purdue, those offenses. I'm not worried about the defenses. The defenses can play, but those offenses cannot stick with the likes of Ohio State, even the likes of Michigan, who had explosive plays not only in the running game, obviously with the two headed monster they had, but also in the passing game as well. Penn State can throw the ball over the field and they can run the ball too. Just the explosiveness on offense that those teams have. Even Michigan State last year with their running and attacking, they had some they had some guys on the outside too. It's tough. But I don't see Ohio State losing that division again and not winning the Big Ten championship this year. And I don't care who they play. And I don't care who they play. I don't see that happening. So I would say I would say Iowa, but Ohio State is going to win the Big Ten. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Ohio State is winning the Big Ten. Uh, definitely. Uh, I'm I'm going out here on a, on a little limb. I am right now, bro. Give me a cup. I got a cup right now. I am drinking the Boilermaker juice. Okay. I'm going to say Purdue, gonna say Purdue wins the West. Uh, they, they find a way to either beat Wisconsin. I don't – which would be tough because they're going they're going up there to Madison to play Wisconsin, so that's not going to be easy. But either they find a way to do it there, or Wisconsin loses too many conference games in itself, and Purdue just has a better conference record, and they play Ohio State to at least give it maybe a a shootout feel for like the first half or so. But they're mm-hmm. just going to be out of gas. They'll be out of gas, and it's just, I mean, come on, bro, you you. You named all the guys already. You seen you seen the practice. You seen the you you know the guys mm-hmm. there, but it's 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 I they just coming, don't, they coming I, back ready for ready for yeah, everything. Yeah, I I can't see I can't I can't see I can't I really can't see Ohio State losing two years in a row to Michigan, especially losing in Columbus. I just don't see it. Like that's gonna be the game and. And I'm not trying to disrespect Michigan State because I know we haven't mentioned them, but they got to replace Kenneth Walker. That's that's going to be a lot to replace. He was he was like for sure the bread and butter. Um, 
from Michigan State. I'm I'm not sleeping on them completely. I they they are a dark horse. Them and Penn State for sure are dark horses because those two can easily it can easily flip somehow, some way, and we it could be the Michigan State, Penn State. Or Michigan, Michigan could even repeat. I just, well, the only thing that scares me about Michigan is who's going to be their quarterback. I mean, I know they, they got two guys there, and the old saying is if you got two quarterbacks, you got none. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I don't know. But the, the fact that this year that the big game is going to be in Columbus, I just can't see Ohio State losing to Michigan. And I think they just. I think just like how I think about with Clemson, I think Ohio State comes back on a revenge tour and they're not going to lose that game to Michigan. And, yeah. I mean, they might run the table, like far as regular season-wise. They might run the table. If they can, if they get past, which obviously the, the, the usual suspects is getting past Penn State, getting past Michigan State, and then they get Michigan, which I think are they – are they tra I think are they traveling to Penn State? Do they gotta go to Happy Valley this year? Or do they play in them in Columbus? I think I think they're going to Happy Valley. Let me check. So that's sure. that's gonna be tough. That's gonna be tough because you know how I get there. Yeah, that'll probably round. be the whiteout game. I was saying next round be the whiteout game, so yep. I don't know. You know they, October twenty ninth. In Happy Valley. Yeah. So you know, that's going to be tough. Obviously, Michigan State plays them tough, too. So, um, mm-hmm. I always plays them tough. So, that's that. So, I think, you know, obviously, if they, get, if they get past Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, they run the table. And, I, like I said, I don't think nobody in Big Ten was beating Ohio State. So, we we in agreement with that. It's definitely Ohio. It's Ohio State's to lose. If anybody else wins it, I won't say I'd be shocked, but I'd be kind of surprised. <laughs> I said I'd be shocked. <laughs> I would be shocked. Man. Well, we'll we'll uh we'll sit up here and we'll stay in uh we'll stay in that Midwest that Midwest region that northern region up there with the with the pros and we'll switch over here and talk about the AFC North, um mm. which is another this division compared to <laughs> compared to the other two divisions that we mentioned before in the AFC. Obviously, this is probably – this division is pretty loaded, too. Um, obviously, we got the uh, the reigning AFC champions that's there with the Bengals. Uh, Pittsburgh, they're always in it. Cleveland, uh, they've been on the rise here the last few seasons. And then, of course, Baltimore. Um, just – it's a – a very solid division from top to bottom in that as well. So, um, we'll, we'll, we'll start off with we'll start off with Cincinnati. So, of course, um, last year they go ten and seven. Um, you know, win the division, uh, make it all the way to the Super Bowl. And if it wasn't for that atrocious offensive line, well, it, it wasn't too bad, but because it, it was Aaron Donald. If it wasn't for Aaron Donald, hmm. that game could have went a whole another way. Because obviously, we've seen the video where Jamar Chase was just butt naked. He was just open up. He he could have made a sandwich and came back and still would have been open. Um, uh, big ads for the big ads for the Bengals uh, over the offseason. that they addressed the offensive line. Um, Ted Carras got him from uh, New England. 
um, signed Lyell Collins from the Cowboys, uh, and then um, picked up Hayden Hurst uh, from Atlanta uh, because they lost C.J. Uzoma, who's going down to the Jets, and um, yeah. also lost uh, Larry uh, Larry O, who's uh, now in Pittsburgh on the defensive line. And then, of course, they go in the draft, and they draft. Uh, they go defensive the first two picks. They go Daxon Hill, um, the DB out of Michigan, and then um, Cam Taylor-Brick, uh, another cornerback uh, out of Nebraska. Now, if I don't know if y'all tuned in or not. If y'all do, y'all know we I've been talking about the Bengals here the past couple of episodes of just my team to watch for during this offseason and the preseason and the training camp just because we know about the Super Bowl hangover, the Super Bowl curse, you know. It hasn't been too much of a thing here lately, but it's always a thing. Um, but how much do you believe in the Bengals repeating as division champs? I mean, we know they can do it, but like how high of a confidence level are you with them repeating as champs? Because, you know, last year they had a they had a fourth place schedule. Now you gotta play all the first place teams. Uh I'm not sure which uh which which AFC conference and which NFC conference they have to play. Uh but off the top of my oh, they got the NFC South. So that kind of helps a little bit. I don't know which yeah, AFC. Yeah, I don't. I don't know which AFC uh, conference they get. Probably, um, it's probably the AFC East. Maybe I guess it's either got to be the AFC East or the AFC South. Probably they the AFC. Have, it's looking like the East. So, okay. A, a kind of again of, of a paper schedule, but playing the first place teams make the difference. It's a difference in playing the Chiefs, the you know Chiefs, the Bills. Still got to throw the Titans in there again, and, you know, compared to playing the Texans, the Jaguars, and the you know, no disrespect, but it's a difference in playing those teams and those in the in the regular season. So sure. how much? I mean, like. Obviously, they have a chance to, but it, is it like what what meter scale of one to ten are you putting their chances of repeating as far as division champs? And then can they make that deep run again to the Super Bowl like they did last season? To repeat as champs, I give them about a, I give them about a seven, man. Yeah, I give them about a seven. I'm. I'm I don't think that they'll have that hangover. I think that, one, I believe in Joe Burrow. Let's just get that out the way. Like you said, if that offensive line can hold them, like it was Aaron Donald, but he was offside on the play. We ain't going to talk about all that. Um, but it's Aaron Donald nonetheless. If they can fix that, if they can get that offensive line together, where – they could give him um, some better protection. They won. They won a playoff game on the road, and the man got sacked nine times. Like, I believe in Joe Burrow. Excuse me. I believe in Joe Burrow. I believe in those weapons: Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. Getting Hayden Hurst is big for them. I'm a. I, I like Hayden Hurst a lot. 
Um, I didn't like the fact that we didn't use Hayden Hurst um, in Atlanta as much as I thought we we should have. Um, he's going to be a good target for them, somebody that can do what CJ uh, Uzama did for them last year. That defense is something that nobody really talked about for real until really the Chiefs game. That's really, that's really when that defense started to get uh, their just due. That, that Bengals defense played well from really, really late in the season, all the way through that, all the way through that playoff run. So I'm, I'm confident in them. I'm confident when you have a quarterback like that and weapons like that offensively, you're going to be able to win some games. Now they have a tough schedule, like you said, and there's a difference playing the fourth. Fourth place teams versus playing the first place, uh, first place teams, but I think that them going to Kansas City and beating Kansas City, them going to Tennessee and beating Tennessee, um, they didn't play the Bills last year, but playing the Bills, I think that they'll be they'll be ready for it. They'll be up to the challenge. How deep will they go in the playoffs? I don't know. I think the AFC playoffs are going to be insane. I think it's going to be ridiculous, but. They definitely have a good shot of repeating as AFC North champions. Yeah, I mean that they definitely got a yeah, it's definitely a shot. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a firm believer in Joe Burrow too. Um I just I just know it's 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 so hard to win in the NFL, bruh. So to try to always repeat the same things year in and year out, it is not easy. I mean, if it was, the Chiefs would be Super Bowl champions every year, but they're not yeah. because of how great, you know, Pat Mahomes is. But um I'm I'm not like I'm not worried about them. I just don't want them I just don't want them to seem like that they gotta press and do so much to get back. Just, you know, just I just want them to continue to be them because you don't want it to where you press in and the next thing you know, you start off the season one and three, one and four. And then all of a sudden you go like eight and nine, and then it's just like, yeah. golly, that team is too solid to finish eight and nine. Like mm-hmm. even if they even if they don't like somehow don't win the division again, I mean they they should all at least nine, maybe ten wins again for sure. I don't I don't see how they could. Um, let's go next up. Let's go with the. Which I think is probably the 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 wild card team of this division. I just don't really know what to expect. Um and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um so they finished nine seven and one. Um they had that tie against the Lions, which showed to help them, which made a difference in them getting into the playoffs. Um but obviously they bring in and now um Mitchell Trubisky um to possibly be the starting quarterback, maybe. Uh, they brought in Miles Jack. Um, of course, the retirement of Ben Roethlisberger, um, losing key receivers, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, who are respectively in Dallas and Kansas City. Um, but then, of course, they make they make some solid draft picks. Uh, they take the first quarterback off the board, go with Kenny Pickett in the first round, and then the second round they come back day two, and take George Pickens, um, the, the receiver out of Georgia, who was already making highlight plays in camp and in the 
the uh, the preseason game here. So I don't know. I don't know what to say about this team because it's just kind of like there. No one's really talking about them a lot, but people know who's the head coach. And then Mike Tomlin, and the fact that he's never had a losing season, you just can't count out the Steelers. No, does it matter? So does it matter? Does it matter if it's Trubisky or Pickett at quarterback? I mean, if they can get nine wins last year in spite of Ben Roethlisberger not being able to throw the ball twenty yards down the field, (laughs) does like does it matter who's the quarterback just because of the fact that? Pretty much, we putting putting uh, Mike Tomlin. Uh, I mean, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm far fetched for saying this. Basically, putting him in the same category as as Bill Belichick, as long as he's out there coaching, like we can't count this team out, right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You can't count them out. I do think that that quarterback does matter, though. That's that's a big question mark. For the Steelers, I like George Pickens a lot. Um, I hate the fact that he missed this past majority of this past season um, with his injury. But George Pickens is a dynamic, dynamic playmaker receiver um, that's going to help that room a lot, especially with Juju Smith-Schuster going to Kansas City. But you got to have somebody to go out there and throw the ball. The thing with Mike Tomlin is, and he said this, um, I watched the pivot. A podcast, and um, that was a great episode. Wait, great was, episode, definitely. Was. I'm gonna encourage everybody to go out there and, and watch it on YouTube. But he mentioned like when he got the job, Big, Big Ben was really. I mean, he was in the prime of his career, really. Um, and he and he's had him since he since he got the job up until this moment. So this is a new challenge for him. This is something new um, that he's excited to tackle is something new that he decided to to jump into because he doesn't know what's going to happen. He doesn't know how it's going to turn out. But like you said, one thing we do know is Mike Tomlin wins. He hasn't had a losing season. They have at least been 800 as, uh, with him as the head coach. And last year, they found a way to win nine games and made the playoffs last year. Um, so that quarterback position is going to be the biggest thing. That defense is still Cam Hayward is still there. Uh, you still have Devin Bush there. You still have Mika Fitzpatrick there. Like I said, we mentioned um, George Pickens. You still got Najee Harris. You still got Deontay Johnson. You still have a lot of those key pieces on that football team for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But the most important one is a quarterback. The quarterback makes everything go. So, like you said, is it going to be Mr. Trubisky? I'm, I don't believe in Mr. Trubisky. Is it going to be Kenny Pickett? Can he get it done? So, we'll we'll see how it, how it works out. Um, but, yeah, they're a wild card. I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with the Steelers. I don't know what to think. I don't know. Like, I, I'm with you, man. They are. It's, it's, a, it's a coin flip. They got... Until we find out who the quarterback is, we we just don't know. We just don't know. Yeah, I'm I, I'm not sure either. Like I, you know, I wanna I wanna say that 
either one of them can get it done. But obviously, we they 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 have to pick one. I mean, I I would say this: I'm not completely done with Mitchell Trubisky, um, because I do think to a certain extent. Chicago put him in bad situations like what they're doing now with Justin Fields. I could, um, I could agree with that. I agree with that. They, they, Matt, Matt Nagy somehow just lost control of all of that. And I don't know. I don't think sometimes they just put, they didn't, they didn't put him in the right situations um, there in Chicago. And then the fact that he got that, that, that one year off to, to be a backup to Josh Allen in Buffalo, I think, you know, I think he needed that. Um, because he, I mean, they took a chance. Chicago took a chance on him, taking him third overall anyway, um, or second overall, whatever it was, when they made the trade to to get him there in 2017. And, you know, him only really having that one solid year in North Carolina, so it wasn't a lot to feed off on. But, I mean, 49ers are about to do that with Trey Lance, so what's the difference? But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is his shot to, you know, you know, redeem himself. So I'm, I'm not completely done with Mitchell Trubisky yet. I think, I, me personally, I think I will take him before Kenny Pickett. Uh, I, I know he'll be the hometown favorite, but if I mean, if Trubisky stinks it up, the, 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 the crowd is gonna let him know because Pittsburgh don't play that. They'll let no. him know. <laughs> They'll let him know. And they will they will start they will start screaming for Kenny Pickett. I mean, I the jersey sales for him is going crazy already up there. Yeah, sure. So I mean, he's a hometown favorite playing there, going to Pittsburgh, staying there, playing there. So I don't know. I mean, hopefully, you know, Trubisky is together. But I mean, I yeah, I I don't know. I like I don't know where to put Pittsburgh like in the range of like contenders for like the play I don't know where to put them at. I don't know mm-hmm. if they're like I don't even know where to put them at in the division in itself because then we got a- another team that's kind of also dealing with the same situation um with their quarterback situation even though it's kind of more settled they kind of know what the they have a plan um mm-hmm. and that's Cleveland um so obviously Cleveland was one of like those. They were kind of one of those like I guess you know, uh, sexy picks or one of those picks last year to kind of like really do well. And they didn't do as 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 well as they thought they could. Now, obviously, there's the whole situation that happened with Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. and, and everything. And it's just uh, you know it just didn't pan out the way that they thought it would. Um, but they go eight and nine last season. Um, of course, they make the big trade to bring Deshaun Watson in to Cleveland from Houston. Um, they also brought in Jacoby Brissett. Um, but, I mean, you know, no more Jarvis Landry there. They trade away Baker Mayfield to Carolina. Austin Hooper is now with the Titans. Um, and, I mean, of course, I'm making those trades. The They didn't have a, a draft pick until the third round, um, taking uh, Martin Emerson and then, uh, getting, as I mentioned before, David Bell from Purdue and on to the receiver depth. Um, we we know about the Deshaun Washington suspension. As for now, is at six games. I mean, obviously, that's in itself is just is just wild. 
Yo, if the suspension if the suspension holds up and it's still six, and um, Jacoby Brissett obviously is gonna be the guy because that's the game plan that they have for him to be the guy until the suspension is lifted. If it stays at six, can can Cleveland right that ship and then the rest of those eleven games where Deshaun Washington comes back? Are they? Do you have them in the thick of things still when it comes down to playoff time, or do you think they're gonna come back and take a step back and it's gonna be the same old Cleveland Browns? We we have a player like Deshaun Watson. We have a guy as dynamic as he is. You talking about a dude that he took the Texans to the playoffs a couple times, and they actually won some playoff games on ballot. So, we have a guy like that. We all know what Deshaun Watson can do out there on the football field. That's, we don't have to talk about that. If it, if they can hold the ship, if they can stay afloat in those first six weeks, it'll be tough. It'll be tough for them. You're talking about those first six games. Looking at Carolina, the Jets at home, Pittsburgh at home, at Atlanta, the Chargers at home, and then again the Wingland at home. So those first six games, and we have some tough games in there at Carolina. We'll see what Carolina looks like. I'm really not too for sure. Um, the Jets, they should win that one. Pittsburgh, that's a divisional rival, so you never know if. Is is it is it going to be uh, Jacoby Brissett? Is he going to be the guy? Um, we don't know. I, at Atlanta, I don't know what. So I could see them being three and three. I could see them being four and two. I could see them yeah. being maybe. Maybe two and four, depending on what happens. So they gotta they gotta get out of that stretch at least three and three. If they can get out of that stretch three and three, knowing that Deshaun Watson is coming back for the rest of the for the rest of the the schedule. Because I mean, after that, really, it's getting easier. You're at at Baltimore, Cincinnati, Miami, Buffalo, Tampa, Houston, Cincinnati again, Baltimore again, New Orleans, Washington. And then Pittsburgh to end the year. If you can be three and three at that six game mark, you might be all right. But are they going to be three and three at that point? You got Kareem Hunt. This whole thing with Kareem Hunt, he's holding out or whatever because he wants to get paid. Like I don't know. That defense is going to be fine. You get Miles Garrett back. You bring back Jadavion and Clowney. If they can keep that secondary healthy with Delpit and. Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward, that defense would be solid. You still got Nick Chubb. You add some pieces out there at the receiving core. Um, but it's going to be those first six weeks are going to be big and determine what, what, what Cleveland does for the rest of the season. I, I think they'll be okay. Um, I think they'll be okay those first six games for sure. Uh, I can, yeah, I think – I think at worst, 
they can they can be three and three, just because. Like I said, don't know about Carolina. They probably will get the Jets. Those those two, Pittsburgh. I don't know. The the rest of them, we'll, we'll see. But I mean, yeah, they 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 can come out okay. Now, if the suspension ends up being a full season, I think I get a little worried then. But just the first six games, I think Jacoby Brissett can handle that, and I think they'll be fine. Um, but it's just I don't I don't know where to just like Pittsburgh. I don't know where to line them up. Like, are they better than Pittsburgh? Or is, you know, like, this whole, to be honest, this whole division from top to bottom, it's, it all can intertwine and intercept different, many different ways. Like, um, I'm really not sure. So I don't know where to put, like, where to put Cleveland because you got to put in the fact of them having Deshaun Watson and then them not having Deshaun Watson. Where in that do you rank them, you know? I'm, yeah. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Their defense is going to be solid. So it's definitely going to keep them in a whole lot of games. It's just what's going to happen on the offensive side of the ball, especially if Deshaun is gone for a fact. We know those first six games, maybe even the whole year. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um. Then finally, we got the Baltimore Ravens who – Finish eight and nine as well. I mean, this team was riddled with injuries, uh, but they bring in uh, Marcus Williams uh, from the Saints. Got him uh, Morgan Moses as well. Um, losing some guys on the receiving core. Trade Hollywood Brown to the Cardinals. Uh, Sammy Watkins is gone, but obviously they make the uh, uh, they do they do the Baltimore Ravens thing and take the best guy available in the draft and who's gonna end up being probably a, a solid steal for them and Kyle Hamilton, who I thought could have easily been a top ten pick and he falls to the Ravens. Of course, it just it just happens that way for Baltimore. Now they do have the situation going on right now with uh, the contract con- contract talks with Lamar Jackson. Um, that's kind of at a stalemate right now. And, doesn't look like a deal is going to get done. So if it's not going to get done, Lamar says he's not going to deal with it during the season. So maybe they'll come back to it. Um, but obviously they're getting a whole lot of players back that they lost last season. Usually it's always somewhere down the line. A team does end up going worse to first. Can the Ravens be that team to go from worst to first in their division? Baltimore definitely could, in my opinion. Uh, I have Baltimore as the second-best team in this division. Um, when you have a guy like Lamar Jackson, as dynamic as he is, you can never count them out. The, the Ravens last year were just riddled with, with injuries, man. You talk about they lost, what, two running backs before the season started and then lost another one. As the season got going, like that's that's tough. That's tough to be able to come back from, especially with their offense being so predicated on the run game, being able to use Lamar Jackson's athletic ability, moving him out the pocket, using him on read options and things like that. To lose Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, um, and I can't remember the third running back's name that they lost to injury, but to lose those guys, that was tough for him last year. 
I never have a doubt in in Baltimore's defense. Their defense is going to be one of the best in the uh, one of the best in the leagues. Getting Calais Campbell back, they lost Marcus Peters due to injury. Uh, I believe Calais Campbell got hurt last year, didn't he? I think at I some think, point I, he did. I yeah. think Calais Campbell ended up getting hurt. I think Marlon Humphrey was in and out a little bit. The Ravens just caught the injury bug last year. That was just the year where they caught the injury bug. So losing Hollywood, tough. Um, but Hollywood also had a, a case of the drops. Premiering they dropped too many passes on certain occasions. Um, but Baltimore is definitely, definitely a team that I could see uh, winning this division, coming back strong. I could see Lamar coming back. And having one of those MVP like seasons where he just goes crazy, not just running the ball but throwing the ball as well. Yeah, I mean, I definitely can see Baltimore going from worst to first. It can, it can definitely happen. I mean, because the thing is, as long as they stay healthy, I mean, this is this is a yeah. I think this is the same two years removed from having like. Winning the division the past couple of years, and then the 2019 season where they had the best record in the NFL, so uh, which was you know Lamar Jackson's MVP season too. Um, now, yeah, the, the Hollywood Brown trade did kind of surprise me, kind of shocked me, but I kind of understand why they did it. And you know, obviously, this has got to be a year four where Rashad Bateman steps up in, uh, in year number two to help out uh, Lamar Jackson. So that way it's not necessarily just, you know, Mark Andrews, even though he's going to do what he has to do, get his targets, make his plays, because he's definitely one of the, the top tight ends um, in, the, in the league. Uh, like you said, their defense, their defense is solid. And, you know, uh, that's another thing about this division in its entirety, bro. It's like everybody's defense is pretty legit. It's pretty solid. Like, um, even even Cincinnati's defense, very underrated. Didn't get talked about a lot. They were they were solid. Pittsburgh defense, great as always. Cleveland defense, great. And Baltimore defense is great. Like all these all these guys, all these teams have amazing defenses. So uh, it's just gonna be here. Here is just gonna be predicated on what happens here with obviously the offensive side of the ball and quarterback play and who can stay healthy. I mean, because that's that's gonna be the thing, you know. Uh, one or two injuries here and there, and then this division can go so many, so many different ways. Uh, but yeah, as long as Baltimore, as long as Baltimore is healthy, they definitely, they definitely have a shot. Um, this is probably the hardest, <laughs> gonna be the hardest one to do so far as far as ranking, ranking these teams and who we got winning. Um, one through four, who we got in the AFC North? One through four, man. And this is tough. It, I'm going to go, I think Cincinnati repeats. I think Cincinnati repeats as AFC North champs. I'm going to go with Baltimore at two. I hold the right to change this because 
of what's going on. Um, I'm going to go with Cleveland at three. And I'm going to go Pittsburgh at four. I want to hold the right. I want to reserve the right to change this pending if Deshaun Watson ends up getting suspended for the whole year. If he ends up getting suspended for the whole year, I think Cleveland falls. I think that um, Pittsburgh would be better than Cleveland. Um, but if he's only going to be suspended for the six games, I could see them finishing above Pittsburgh. Just not knowing, like we talked about, I'm I'm not high on Mitchell Trubisky at all. I know you, you're not done with them yet, but I, I I do agree that that situation in Chicago was not the best, um, but I, don't, I, I just don't see them being a true, true contender with Mitchell Trubisky being the quarterback. So uh, with the uncertainty at the quarterback position in Pittsburgh, at least right now, us knowing that Deshaun Watson could be suiting up for 11 games. I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll with, with Cleveland at three, Pittsburgh at four. So I'm going Cincy, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> I was I got the same thing. I didn't I didn't think we was going to agree on this. <laughs> I, I did. I really didn't think. I thought we was gonna be be separate on it, but I do think, like I said, I, I am worried about Cincinnati might be trying to like press early on, but I still do think that they have just enough to repeat as division champs. I think Baltimore bounces back and and get, comes in second and is competing with those other AFC West teams to try to get a playoff spot and a couple of other teams. Uh, and I'm right there with you. It's depending on what really happens with the Deshaun Watson suspension. Cleveland and Pittsburgh are are interchangeable. But I will say this: I don't think I, I don't think Mike Tomlin will end up. I don't think he gets a losing season. I think all these teams finish either. I think all these teams finish above 500. It's just that. Somebody just ain't gonna make it because I just I don't know. I nine because nine barely got you in last season. I don't think nine gets you in this year. You have to at least win ten, maybe eleven in the AFC. Yeah, no, I agree with that, and I was going to say that too. I'm glad you said that. I still think that Pittsburgh finds a way somehow. They find a way to still win. Um, nine games and be above 500. I still do. I still yeah. think they end up having to win the season, so I do agree with that. Yeah. I just don't think they'll make the playoffs. Yeah. You're not going to be in the AFC right now. Nine wins is not going to get you in the playoffs at all. I would be no. surprised. No. There were 10 win teams last year that didn't make the playoffs. I'm going to say that 10 might not even get you in. I, I don't know. 10 might not even get you in, bro. It just it just depends on what what happens the in those other divisions. Ten might not even get you in, but for sure nine won't. Uh, but yeah, I, I uh, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. If the Deshaun Washington suspension is six, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. If it's a full season, uh, the the AFC North is gonna be fun to watch though for sure. Um, 
is is uh one of the better divisions from top to bottom. Like I said, teams are interchangeable from from one to four. I mean, any of these teams could pop out and end up being the division winner and even represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Even you know, just because of a whole lot of different things that come into play, whether it be quarterback play, coaching, defense. I mean, they they have it all. Um, for sure in this division. Uh, man, as we get ready to wrap up here, uh, another great episode. I think we did pretty good. <laughs> um, we, we, we didn't, didn't go, didn't go too far ahead of ourselves, but man, um, any, uh, any last words, any, um, remarks that you want to give out, any shout outs you got, man? Yeah, always. Always want to thank um, everybody that's listening. Um, I appreciate all of our listeners um, who are always checking us out. That rock with us. Um, want to thank Lord for giving us an opportunity to, to come on and do this. Uh, one thing I will say, man, um, with us going through camp right now. big thing for us as a, as a team that I've seen and I think that we get away from it a lot as we go throughout our day our daily lives just the hustle and bustle of what we're doing going to work, going there, doing this, doing that is cherishing the moments that you have with people especially the people that you spend most of your day around um, when you're going to and fro, back and forth, everything like that, and you're just so ready that we get so ready to, okay, move on to the next thing, move to the next thing, move to the next thing, move to the next thing. And there have been some moments in camp this year where it's been cool to just sit back and really, really just enjoy the moment, enjoy what's going on, what's, enjoy what's going on in the room, um, and being present and not worrying about what's next not worrying about what we're doing, you know, what we're doing next. Um, so that's the one thing I'll say, man, just cherish the moments that you have with the people, be in the moment, be in the moment when those special moments are going on, be present. Man, for sure. Uh, same same for me here. Just uh, appreciate everybody that uh, that tunes in, that listens to us, that support us. Uh, we appreciate it um, a thousand percent. I mean, like honestly, we can't even put a number on it. We won't even want to cap it like that. It's it's infinity. Like we appreciate all the support that we get from uh, from the listeners, from people who subscribe, uh, that you know that tune in from from time to time. Whenever we get ready and drop these episodes. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, shout out to the man above for uh, you know allowing us to even to even do this. You know to to put our minds together, put our uh, thoughts together, and uh, to pre- to present this to you all. And um, man, definitely for sure. Uh, just definitely take the time out to uh, just. Whenever you can, you know, like you said, everybody is always moving. I feel like everything is now just always moving at such a, a fast pace. We just moving, 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 moving. 
um, let's also always just kind of take the time to just sit back, relax, and reflect on, you know, just everything in general. Uh, think about, you know, where you came from, think about where you're heading to, and just in that now moment, definitely um, just reflect on that, enjoy it, embrace it. Um, you know, we only got one life, so definitely want to uh, spread that message out there, but man, make sure y'all follow um, the social, make sure y'all follow the Instagram, the Twitter. Uh, we always post some clips from from uh, past episodes um, just to give you a little snippet so you can tune in to the rest. Uh, man, just shout out to everybody once again who listens in and tunes in. Uh, shout out to the family, um, the loved ones, the friends, um, the brothers, the sisters, everybody. Um, man, love black women, cherish black women, protect black women. Uh, no means no. No means no. We getting close. We getting closer and closer to back to school. Some of y'all already oh, is back to school in yeah. these college campuses. And, and man, my, hey. my little brother started today, man. He started yeah, his first day of classes down at Kennesaw today. Hey. So it's here. Look, look, it's, it, it's that season. Uh, y'all be, but still, just be on your P's and Q's, man. Have your eyes dotted, your T's crossed. That's for men and women, uh, mm-hmm. for sure. Because, hey, college is a fun time. It's a wild time, but you definitely, hey, you gotta keep that head on the swivel. And mm-hmm. I don't even, I don't even mean that in an athletic way. I'm talking about even just as a daily life, <laughs> as a college student. You know what I'm saying? Going out to these parties, these welcome back parties, like, hey, it's, it's different. <laughs> yeah, just be smart, man. Sure. Just be smart. For sure. That's 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 really it. And um, man, yeah, y'all just get ready for these these next couple episodes as we uh keep going through. Um, because we're getting closer and closer to the season starting. And uh man, we hey. Like once again, we just can't wait. But as always, man, keep continue support us. Like I said, uh, follow us on the Instagram and the Twitter. Uh, like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it from, whether it be Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, however you get your podcast, man. Continue to uh, to keep listening in and uh, supporting us, man. Um, until the next time, this has been another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Peace.